Hi everyone, this is the girl Teresa. Welcome to Hoops and Hurdles. We back with another guest. And we have Miss D Ash. Miss D, I'm gonna let you have the flow and let the people let the people know who you are. Hi, my name is D Ash. I'm also known as D Andra Ash. And I am a mother, I'm a writer, I have my own podcast, Girls That Cry in the Car, Um, I work, I take pictures, I do a lot of things (laughs) that make me me, but most of all, I spread love, that's my thing, I'm all about loving, showing love, teaching love, being love, in a nutshell. <laughs> okay then. So let's come to today to talk about self-love and healing, etc. But we was on our own conversation before the podcast. Yeah. So we just pick up what we talk about, baby. They just, they just had to catch up what we talk about. <laughs> well, we <laughs> have to do So we, at first we started talking about you know grieving, you know, because you lost your father, I lost my mother. So, um, can you do you, you want to elaborate more on how you felt when you lost your father? And I'll just piggyback off you. Okay. Um, well, I lost my father in 2020, and it was sudden. Like it wasn't like he was sick, and he just passed away. It was. I'm calling my dad tomorrow, and um, I, that was on Saturday. And so I was like, I'll just call him tomorrow. I'll talk to him tomorrow. Sunday morning, I was woke up out of my sleep saying my dad is getting rushed to the hospital. By the time I got to the hospital, he was gone. So for me, that was like somebody punched me in the gut. Somebody just knocked the wind out of me and I couldn't breathe for up until now. Right. So um, my, my father was very monumental in who I am today. He was a big part in, a big part in my life, played a major role. And so for me, that, when that happened, I was already in like a a bad space from just a person that I was dealing with, dating, whatever, situationship. Mm. And so, (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely a situationship. Look, it was definitely a situationship. Mm. Um, (laughs) And my dad used to tell me all the time, that ain't your man move on, focus on your paper, you know, like, so I was kind of really avoiding my father in that time period because he could read him like a book, like he was a psychic. Like, are you spying on me? So, (laughs) yeah, so I was, at that time, I really was like, you know, I limit my interaction with him because I knew that I wasn't operating in my best self and I knew that how I was being dealt with and handled by the person I was dealing with, he would not approve. And so I knew I was wrong, but I like to pick my own poison and I like to sip on it. Yeah. So take it no more. So you know how they say people on the outside can see better than the person who's actually in it? Especially yeah. your parents. Because like you said, love is blind. It'll take over your mind. You know, we don't see it. Listen. Everybody else can. Your parents... I, like I'm my mom, and my mama, if you're watching, excuse whatever else I'm gonna talk about, you, but you know your child. I've been, I've been the same way my whole life. Ain't nothing new. Don't so, kill. Me. <laughs> 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 
just basically your parents know like i really take heed to what my mom tells me about a person and i really take heed to what my dad used to tell me about men like i really operate like that now so it's, it's very important to listen and then even your friends you know not everybody is hating people really be wanting to see you win and so sometimes you gotta learn how to take advice from people i'm the opposite um like i like i told you my father wasn't in the home um mm-hmm. and that i didn't know what the situation was but after my mother passed and i read her journal knowing that he didn't want me he wanted mm-hmm. an abortion you know but um but i knew it was a father it wasn't a father in the household and when my mother did try to date um she thought about us her children first so my, I lost my mother when I was 14. She was 43. It was like 1990, 1999. She, you know, she transitioned. Mm-hmm. And um, I seen her transition. The call. I understand the call. We got the call. I seen the transition, everything, etc. So as I got older, I have an older brother, but honestly, dating, I couldn't even date in high school. <laughs> Girl, me neither. I have an older brother. <laughs> that was dead. And, um, so as I hit adulthood, I was making some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. I was in a lot of situationships. Um, I was kind of codependent. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had those friends who, who kept saying they not for you, but I wasn't trying to hear that. Uh, but I did, the Lord did bless me with um, an extended family. I do have a godmother and god sisters and stuff like that, you know, and they're important to me. And then I have grandmothers, you know, he done bonus grandmothers and et cetera. But just life general, it was hard for me as um, early 20s going to my 30s. Dating was, I'm like you, I was drinking a lot of poison. <laughs> but it's good going down. Russian roulette. It's good going down. The poison is good when you're sipping on it. And then you got to be laying in the bed with that little tummy ache for hours. And they, <laughs> and, and months. Man. So I just try to pour into others like the ones that come behind me, what I've learned. Because as they say, everything that good is not gold mm-hmm. at all. And you have to be mindful of who's in your circle, who comes around you, who's attached. Because some men just come to be, some men see you as vulnerable. And they just be want to find a sugar mama or somebody to take care of them. And I wasn't that sugar mama, but some women are. Yeah, some women are. And, you know, just playing off what you said, like, there are men, and I'm not just going to put it on men, but it's women, too, that'll feed off your problem like vultures. They'll feed on your spirit, just keep, keep picking at it until they get full. And then you're left with nothing. Your plate is empty. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I've had plenty of situations where, like you said, I was codependent on a man. I dealt with treatment from a man that I knew I had no business dealing with. But because I did not feel like I was worthy or I did not feel like I was good enough to receive better treatment, I stayed. And Mm -hmm. I allowed that treatment to continue until I just was miserable and I couldn't take no more. Yeah. And I feel as though that brings a lot of trauma. Um, and that's where you have to learn how to separate yourself. But if you're not taught mental health or don't nobody else before you, 
Because you know everybody like, oh, just pray about it. It'll be all right. No, you need a little bit more than prayer. You know, so feet on the ground. You gotta get that feeling. You gotta get grounded. You need to do. So, like I was telling you, what made me start this podcast was from a dude. I'm like, what is wrong with these men? Like, let me let's talk about this. What's wrong with them? They don't want. If they feel like you're too strong as a woman, they will. Some, not gonna say all. If they feel as though you're too strong, they they don't want this. They want you to water they water yourself down. Sir, you don't know our story and why we where we are. You know, what I think is I had a hard time understanding that people are people. And a lot of the stuff that I endured, I had to be accountable for. Now I wasn't accountable for their actions, what they did to me, the lowdown stuff they did to me, them breaking my heart them doing all the cheating and mm-hmm. putting me down. I was not responsible for that, but I had to be accountable and take that as a life lesson that life is about choices. So I chose to stick with that man and I got that treatment. Yep. And also just the type of men that I was attracting, like the energy that I was putting out. Like I, you know, I like to always say like, you know, your thoughts, your words, whatever you're speaking on, on a regular basis and constantly putting in your mind, that's what you're manifesting. That's what you're bringing back to you. That's the quality of man. As recipes, Kevin, Kevin Sammons used to say, a high quality man. <laughs> that's, that's your, he, he was right in certain aspects, not all, not even 50, 75%, but in certain aspects, the energy that you put out, that's what you're gonna bring back. So if I focus on all oh, these men ain't nothing, all they do is lie, 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 cheat. All they wanna do is have sex with me. All they wanna do is is lay up on me. That's all I'm gonna keep attracting. Yeah. And for like my twenties, I don't care if I dated an older man or not. If I thought I was getting a better man because he was older, I would still keep attracting that type of man because my energy and my thought process was not right. And it was because I had not healed myself. Mm-hmm. I had not did the work. I had not put in the self-love to even know my worth. So, yeah, I used to share a million memes of, of stuff that was relatable. <laughs> To my situation, to what I have been through, because I can relate. Who the mean, baby? We be eating up the memes. Baby, as soon as I see the meme, I'm like, oh, that's him. That's him. <laughs> Post. <laughs> so, like, I had, I really, in, over this past year, I really had to discipline myself just to change the way I think, change the way I look at things, change the way I look at other human beings. And even that material that I'm reading, because if you if if you really think about it, if you posting on memes all day every day, you are literally reading that in your mind, and it's still manifesting a thought and an action and energy. You have to be mindful what you read, what you watch, even what you eat. Even in your circle, you have to watch. I can't even listen to certain artists no more because it attracts certain energy. Keisha Cole, Mary J. Blige, those are like my, I love them, but those are like my seasonal artists. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not in that season, I can't 
listen to them because if I'm like right now I'm in a good place I can't yeah. I can't listen to no I should have cheated <laughs> no I, I can't listen to um to all them heartbroken songs over and over um you have to find some uplifting some that's right gonna bring you up and bring you out of that dark place. If not, you just gonna sit there and that ain't cool. We trying to come up and out, not just sit there. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, I've been listening to Sade. Sade. I do not listen to Sade. <laughs> what? My brother loves Sade, but she she depresses me. I don't know if it's the music or what it is. You gotta slow down, you gotta slow your energy down just a little bit. You gotta embrace the vibes, you know? <laughs> Okay, well, with Sade out the way. I do something like Kim. I'm like, Kim. Like, I can't do Sade. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Sade is not for everybody. I know I'm a little different. <laughs> no, you know, that's no take. You know, I take, I take a little different. That's you. Whatever makes you slow you down. Yeah, um, just different artists though. In general, you know, yeah, Sade does have certain songs. Now, certain songs. Um, Sade do kind of take you to a little dark place, but you just, you know, every artist got that little catalog where you just need to let it go to the left. But for sure, Keisha Cole, if I listen to her on a regular basis, I will never have a man. Keisha Cole had you with a wine glass in your hand crying. So I, I mean, that's my girl. Yeah, who's going I'm going through a breakup. Fantasia, Keisha Cole, everybody. Mary J. Blige. Now, I still like Mary J. Blige, but you know, I understand. I understand the levels of her music because I write poetry like that. When I'm going through something, I write anything. I might take pictures like that to represent the mood that I'm in. So I can understand her music from Mm -hmm. that aspect. I feel like maybe I could, I probably could listen to Sade if I'm in a, a spa. You know, relaxing. You know, Ooh. stuff like that. But if I'm in a mood, I know. But if I want to be like, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We're going gonna to let you know. I'm going to try. Shawty, it's not me. for you. Just listen to some Patty. It's okay. I'll be Patty. Now, that's my girl. I can be Patty all day. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I know you, Um, we were talking earlier, and you were talking about how, as a mother, you cry in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like something that's trigger you or something that you just have your moments in the car before you Whew. okay so I started girls that cry in the car <laughs> it will keep you single we'll keep you single now you see she's single okay um, I started girls that cry in the car right mm-hmm. a year after my father passed I, I was like in a deep depression like deep deep and people was reaching out to me, you know, and I appreciate that. There's so many people that reached out to me and was just encouraging me, encouraging me to write, to speak, to just connect with people. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate them for that. And so I was just playing around and I was like, man, what's relevant? Girls do cry in the car. I cry in the car all the time. So me crying in the car represents me being strong as a mother and me being strong, just kind of gathering myself together before I come into my home, not bringing that energy into my home. 
and into that space with my son. Like, especially those times, just trying to figure out how I'm gonna pay bills, how I'm gonna manage, how I'm gonna get him from A to Z by myself. Like, just doing that. Like, people think I started Girls Are Crying in the Car based off just men. No, it's based off being a mother, trying to figure it out on my own. And the man. <laughs> and I just want to say, I, I do give an applause for all the single mothers. Mm-hmm. I was raised by one. And like I said, I, I have never experienced crying in the car. Well, I cry, but it's not because of what you all go through. But I have experienced my mother crying as a single parent. So I commend you all for what you all yeah. do. I really do. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. But yeah, crying in the car, it just seems like, let me pull myself together. Let me put on my little mm-hmm. music, whatever I need to play. Let me get my tears out and pull myself together before I walk up into this house so I can be whole for my son. Because kids feed off your energy too. Like whatever energy you putting out, your children feed off that too. Like I had an instance where, um, incident where my son was acting out in school. And I'm like, Lord, why? <laughs> why? Like, boy. Why? Why? why do I keep having to leave work? Why do I keep having to talk to your teachers, talk to the principal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm stressed out. Like I'm at my max. Like I thought it was suicidal at one point because oh, I was like, this dude. too much. This too much for me. Like I can't deal with working two jobs and this and heartbreak on the back end. And you acting a fool in school. Like what, what going on? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of everything I can do. And I say, okay, I'm gonna put my son in some therapy sessions. I get my son in them therapy sessions. He went to probably like two. And the therapist was like, mama, I wanna speak with you. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on with him? Mm. He was like, ain't nothing wrong with your child. (laughs) He was like, but I do wanna speak to you. He was like, your child Mm. is just fine. Your child is a very brilliant, bright-minded child with a good spirit. But I do need to talk to you and see what's going on with you. And I'm like, what? Well, I ain't around me. <laughs> like, who <laughs> you me? I ain't acting up in school. He don't want to act up in school. But how you need to talk to me? <laughs> so he explained to me just sitting in that session or sessions while I'm laid across that couch, just bawling. I'm laid out like a newborn baby crying on that man couch. Mm. But he explained to me that kids feed off the energy that you put out so even if they are acting out that is a representation of what they pick up from you that's so from, person. from that moment on i knew i need to start making some changes mm-hmm. i need to let certain people go i need to adjust i need to get myself together so my son can get together Mm-hmm. That took some years. He stayed acting the fool for a couple more years. Yeah, because I had to do the work on myself in that process. Yep. I had to heal myself through that time period just so I could see my son smile. Oh, my. That's why I push healing and self-love so much because I see so many people just on Facebook, down my timeline, yeah. who are broken, who are going through things. It don't matter what you post. It don't matter how many pictures you smiling on. Check I on your it. strong friends. Check on I people. I see it because I know what that feels like and I know what it looks like. 
You know what I'm saying? I went through a period where I didn't care if a man thought I was attractive because I was so broken inside. I didn't want to put myself together. That was me. I didn't care what I had going on. You gonna take me ugly or you ain't gonna take me at all. I didn't care. <laughs> I was like that. I didn't have no feelings. I didn't have no feelings yeah, at all. Just, just numb. Mm-mm. So I know, knew the life that I was living. My mother was probably doing cartwheels in her grave. <laughs> I know she was like, what is happening? But no guidance. I didn't care. I was angry. Yeah. I wasn't understanding what was going on. It was like I lost my mother, but like you, you put your child in therapy. That wasn't spoken back when I was coming. Right. And it was just like I didn't know which way I was going, and I was just clinging on to whoever said they loved me because that's what I was used to from my mother and my grandmother. You know, God bless their soul. So when I finally did get therapy this year, you know, I came to find out I was codependent, and I was like, "What is that?" And, you know, she said, my therapist told me I became codependent at the age of 11. Wow. So my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Wow. And she was like, and I had to do the work. And self-healing, when I tell people that is amazing feeling, you don't know how Ooh. much weight you have on your shoulder until you go through that healing process and do the work. Because honestly, faith without work is dead. So once you actually do that work, and I got I commend you because you have a kid. And I, I already knew I wasn't. A lot of people don't even know I had a miscarriage. And I questioned God. And then I was like, why am I questioning God? My grandmother then will kill me for questioning God. But I never had a miscarriage. And I was happy. I wasn't happy. And then when I thought about it, Teresa, he knew what he was doing because you wasn't ready. Mentally, you wasn't ready. And you talking that mm-hmm. and that's how it is like um even for me in in about 2014 i had a situation happen and when i say i was broken 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 i had to pack up and move home my mom she lives out of town gonna tell her business mm-hmm. <laughs> on here but i moved to a whole other city where my mother was because i was so broken that I needed help with somebody raising my child. Mm-hmm. I literally, I could hear myself every day saying, you're going crazy. You're losing your mind. Just give up. That one, I'm at the deal. Right. So, I, thankfully, I had an accountability partner. My friend, she came and knocked on my door and said, hey, hey. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, I don't know what you got going on. I'm going to get your son and I'm going to get him for two weeks. And in that two weeks, whatever you need to do, woo, you need to do it. So your son can see your see his mother healthy. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, in those two weeks, it was like, I just literally got myself together. Like, I wasn't there but I wasn't in that dark space no more. Like I literally, I let my windows up in the house, let some fresh air come in. I listened listened to nature, listen to the birds, like sing their joyful song. I would read and then I I came across, um, I got the book right here. The Prayer of Jabez. Come on now. And so I, read this book to myself every day and it was just talking about how people manifest things through prayer 
and believe, even though it's not there, they believe that it's going to happen. No matter how bad it is, no matter what you're lacking, they believe that that's going to happen. Yes, Lord. That was the first book I came across. And then it's just like, God kept sending me different things. I might get a Maya Angelou book over here and Lord knows, um, I know why the the um, Cage Bird thing. I listened to that book at least, the audio book at least four times. Mm -hmm. And just hearing somebody that I admire <clears throat> have the same story as me mm -hmm. and be where she is now, got a whole quarter after her. And so that's empowering to me. That's what brought me back to myself. So I, I picked up and moved where my mother was she helped me with my son. I was working. Yeah, Every day, I shut the world out. And this is what I tell people all the time. They'd be like, well, what do you do to de-stress? Like, what do you do? I meditate. Every single day. Really? Before I started my day, I got on my pillow. I have a meditation pillow. And I was sitting in front of the window and let the sun hit me. And I mm. would pray. I would cry. Whatever I needed to do. Yeah, surrender. And then start my day. I went down that suicide path. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was suicidal. But the Lord had a, people in my path when I was suicidal. Um, I know I have purpose and you have purpose also. And you have people interceding and praying for you. And you don't even know who they are. And it touched me when you said that someone came and got your son. So you can get yourself together. Like Ty said, the enemy started whispering, but God. Mm -hmm. And I'm still there with that book. I understand that do not disturb. I'm like that. I, me and Ty was just talking about this. I'm not with the drama. Mm -hmm. I don't care what nobody else got going on in their life. Because when this piece that I'm tasting, <laughs> I, I, it's, 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 it's amazing. Because when you have gone through so much hell, and the devil had been trying to kill you before you even seen what the earth looked like. And you finally get the taste of that peace. You don't want no chaos in your life. You don't want no confusion in your life. And it's a lot of people I had to detach myself from, including some family members. And you know, people be like, you know, that's family. No, don't they? Because sometimes your family members could be toxic. Ooh, listen, did you look? I posted a meme when you gotta let your favorite toxic person go. Look, it's rough. I um for me, that's that's how I am in the happiest place that I am right now. I had to let a lot of stuff go. People be in their feelings because I might not come to something, I might not be at an event, I might not show up mm -hmm. to this, I might not be there no more on the scene, but I had to take care of me. I had to Give myself love. Learn to say no. It's like the biggest thing, the greatest thing that you can do is set your boundaries and stand on them. Yes. Like, and I I didn't have those. I learned that at therapy. I didn't have no boundaries. Because my mother told me when I was eight years old, I never forget she was combing my hair. And I had this friend. I was so attached to her. She spent the night that night with us. And she left to go to the bus stop. But my mama had to do my hair. And I just really wanted to go. I didn't care about my hair. I just wanted to go to my friends. And my mama said, Teresa, I may be dead or I may be still living. She said, but your heart going to break a many days. You're going to cry many days because of the heart God gave you. She said, I can't do nothing. 
but pray for you and keep you covered in prayer. She said, but you're going to cry and hurt a many days because of the heart you have. I didn't understand it then, D, because I was eight. But as, as time blew, you know, I was like, mama, I get it. And I have cried a many days. But like I said, that peace I taste now, I can't let nobody mess with it. It's because you don't want to. Like, yeah, even something simple as gossiping. When you're out somewhere, sometimes that's the common thing because a lot of people don't have anything else to talk about. (laughs) Or they don't want to talk about anything else. So it's like that energy is feeding on you too. You know, so I had to learn how to separate myself. Like, if I show love, when I show love to people when I'm out, that's genuine. Mm-hmm. When I fall back, that's genuine too. <laughs> my my energy is real. Hey, 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 hey. Like, people really be upset when they talking bad about you like a dog behind closed doors. Yep. They want you to play this role in public. And I can't. I'm not good at pretending. You know, I might have wanted to be in drama, but I ain't good at pretending. At all. <laughs> but it, it's right here for me. It shows here. It is not about being, acting a certain kind of way. It's about protecting your peace. Like, yeah. that is, I. that's one of the greatest things I've learned. When I'm in the public, I love to love on people. I love to give you a compliment. Amen. I love to support you. But I don't want to sit around and talk about people. I don't want to sit around and be negative. Oh, let's 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 talk about something empowering. I want to see you win. I want to see people that don't even know win. Because if me, I like I said, my relationship with God is on a whole other level. And I every morning when I, before I hit the flow, I tell him thank you. And I have conversation with him. I do my devotion, etc. But it, 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 he tells you. He knows what you're thinking before you even say it. And you have to watch what you say and you do because that thing will spin back on you. And you got to give an accountability of what you say and what you do. You can't keep saying, well, oh, God, you know, you no, you have to be mindful because he will spin the block and it will come back to you. So I used to like, I, I used to be nice, nasty and bitter because I was not healed. I was, but now it's kind of like, I don't want that. I'm not finna entertain that. Uh uh-uh, uh, Lord, you better get it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Like, people really be like, ah, is, you, are, is she really that nice in person? I really am nice, but I really will fall back if I feel like your energy is deceptive. Yes, Lord. You know, I'll still show you love, but I know how to protect my peace. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I work too hard, you know, to bring myself. To to a whole place, to a wholesome place, yeah. To let somebody pull me in a direction because it's so easy to be petty, baby. Let me tell you something. My folks, <laughs> <laughs> my folks have a saying on my mama's side. They be like, "Shut your mouth, e, because my mouth is ridiculous." If I get no, no. So, you know what I'm saying. My mama used to stay saying, "Shut your mouth, deep." And it's because if you take me there, let's go. Let's go for a whole roller coaster ride. So it's like for me now, I've been through so much. I've literally pulled myself out the trenches. I am not gonna let nothing petty 
or drama field taking me back there. Like I worked too hard for that. And that's why that's always what I'm trying to tell other people. I'm not trying to tell people how to live their life. I'm not right. trying to judge you, but I know what works. And it's other people that know what works. Like sometimes you just gotta take heed. You know, and I, I, I my mouth was ooh, my mouth was fire. Um <laughs> and I tell people you rather you would rather for me to slap you than me. <laughs> open my mouth because I'm going to cut you with my words. And after I got older, I'm like, Teresa, what was it worth the time? Because I would really hurt you with my words. <laughs> and I, you would rather, uh, dang, I would rather you just, but now I, I try not to put myself in that position right. or an environment where I have to take myself there. And if I feel that I am in an environment like that, I'm going to remove myself. Right. I mean, I don't have time. I, I get it. It's entertaining. If you got, if you bored, let me tell you something. Some mess will always entertain you for sure. But right, at the end of the day, are you peaceful? Are you at peace? Because mess starts from troubled spirits. I meet so many troubled spirits. I you ain't finna pull me there, baby. I done elevated. I get to make that bounce times up here. Okay, you ain't finna pull me back down. Now. Mm-hmm. You're not finna go do that little two step that you're doing. So it's just really about how much do you want to elevate and what elevation looks like for you. Um, there's no certain way. Like meditation don't work necessarily for everybody. For me, I it works for me. I know how to zone in and zone out. I don't mind being by myself. That's another thing. Oh, like, I being in bad company is just as divisive to your spirit than anything else. I mean... Learning to be, really for me, self-love is learning to be alone and learn yourself, learn the good, the bad, the ugly, yep. and, and embrace it and be okay with it. Like, I can entertain the heck out of myself. Like, I really, for me, dating is an extra because it's like, I enjoy my own company. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If you coming in, look. <laughs> You're gonna be in good spirits or you're gonna be out. So if you had to if you had to be a book, if you had to be a book, what would you uh what 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 would what title would you name your book? If you had to be a book, what would be your title? Okay, well, I do have a book that I'm working on, and so I'll go ahead and just do that one. Coming from where I'm from. And that's just really everything from the good, the bad, the ugly, like People see me smiling in public, but I've it's, it's been so much work behind the scenes that got me to that smile. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't smile when I ain't happy. I just, it look fake. So <laughs> I don't do it. But you know what I'm saying? Now that I am in a good space, like I definitely would say it is coming from where I'm from. Like I literally been to hell and back. Hmm. Well, like, for- I'm a tour guide. <laughs> I think if I would have to be a title of a book, I said I would be uh, resuscitation. Ooh. Okay. Because you know you flatline, they have to bring you back. You flatline, they have to bring you back. Right. And that's how my life has been since oh, I was 14. I've been flatlining and the Lord had to bring me back. I've been flatlining and the Lord had to bring me back. So I felt as though if I had to be a title of a book, it would be just a Okay. Yeah, that's heavy right there. Um, 
<laughs> that could be my title too. Just, <laughs> yeah. Floating. Because people will look at you like you see a cover of a book and you would think people have it all together, but inside you be told up. Because I oh, uh, put myself together, but in, inside I be told up. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Look, people really will see you and say, oh, you're so strong. Man, you're so strong. I wish I could be strong like you. I'm thinking to myself, baby, that takes work. That takes yes. That takes discipline. I had to discipline myself. Like, I had to walk away from things that felt so good to my flesh. It mm. felt so good to my ego that was comfortable for me. Just so I could get to that strong point, because, whew, let me tell you, strength that comes from trials and tribulations. My lord, <laughs> I'm talking about that come from them them situationships that we was talking about earlier. Yes. Who? Who? What? Anything I post, trust me, I done been through it. Yeah. I ain't just talking about something I thought about or may think I know about. I'm talking about stuff I know. Let me tell you. And I, 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 I pulled myself in social. Well, I had been pulling myself in social media. The Lord pulled me off of social media a couple months back. He kept saying, you know, get off. I need your attention. And you know, I, I went and deleted a lot of people, like a lot of friends. And he was like, that's not what I asked you to do. I said, get off. But when I actually got off, you could hear him so clear, and it was like so much was just coming to me. So I post, but it mostly about my podcast or courageous, or I post a picture, or something encouragement. But just to be on there scrolling like I used to, and like I don't, I don't. That's not in me no more. Like you said, pick up a book, you know, pray, get, you know, give time with God, meditate. That's why I be or sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You, it don't even have to be a certain thing like that. Like some people for them is going to church. Some people is meditation. Some people is like for me, I like to dance in my living room every morning before I start my day. Yeah, you know, I get to roll, you know what I'm saying? You'll be surprised what I listen to. But <laughs> I get myself, I get my energy together because I work for a bank, so I already know people gonna be upset all day long. I'm pulling all that energy all day long. I go ahead and get myself in place so that I can have, I can be in good spirits and I can keep myself together. But that doesn't just apply for work. That's for any part of life, like any part. Do what makes you happy. Like even um, the post I posted earlier today talking about I walked away from a relationship. Mm. I wasn't happy, okay? <laughs> Even if the man was good, I was not happy. And I wasn't happy mm-hmm. before I met him. I wasn't happy after I walked yeah. away. And it, matter of fact, it got worse years after that. I'm just now getting to a place where I know who I am as a woman. Mm-hmm. I know what I know. And matter of fact, I can go as a couple of Cause I ain't have it all together six months ago. I'm still, ooh, throwed off over there. <laughs> Making bad decisions, still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like healing is an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process. Sometimes you might spin the block one more time and just be like, well, let me just see what that's talking about. Because I, I got my whole number changed. Like, look, 
it's comfortable. It's so comfortable to be in that space, even if it's toxic, even if it's unhealthy. Because it's what you know. It's what you the comfort zone. But I would say, like, fear, whatever you fear over there, its purpose is, like, right behind that door. It's something trying to keep you away from being over there. And you have to block out those distractions because a lot of your distractions keep you from your blessing. Your blessing mm-hmm. it, 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 it hinders a lot of your blessings, and I learned that. Um, and once you let them or ask God to remove you or keep them distracted away from you and keep you focused on Him and what He has for you, you'll be amazed at the the, the doors that He opens for you. I could see here and I could tell a whole testimony right now, but. God said no, so I'm not going to do it. But just telling God keep you focused, you know, baby, y'all, we really free free flowing in podcasts, but these are real life experiences and some of y'all are facing, you know, and it's okay to say no. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to block out those distractions. It's okay to shut your mouth. Because everything don't need to be told. Everything don't need to be spoken. Because God put me in a shut up season. I'm kind of still in a shut up season. Ooh, and I just God said, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I just came out of it. Now, yeah. when I when I did move to where my mom is, I did not talk for a year. When I say I might talk to my mom and I might and I would talk to my son because I had to. But I did not speak or communicate with people for a year because I really had to get myself together. Like, it's either I'm going to go commit myself in this um, mental institution because I know I'm at my breaking point or I'm going to silence everything mm-hmm. and cut everything off and get myself together. Like that saved my life. Yeah. The mutant that stuff, having to, dis- having to distance yourself from yeah. people who stress you out, who keep you in some drama, keep you in some mess, always got your name rotating in some drama. You need to distance yourself from them because your peace, your mental mm-hmm. state. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but even the people who who have had your name in mess, or even people who don't scandalize your name and talk about you, forgive them. Watch yeah. your hands. Because Look. once you forgive them, baby, that's no longer your problem. Listen, I it was people that had my name and stuff, and I felt like I had to defend myself. Every little time I had to defend myself because that's not me. That's not me. That's they can't speak on my character. They can't um just talk about me like that and me not say nothing. Like that's that was my thought process. I gotta defend myself. I gotta defend my honor. That's my legacy. That's that's what I'm saying. But in that whole time of me trying to defend myself, people looking at me like I'm unstable. Because um erratic i'm trying to defend myself and they got this story over here this version and mm-hmm. i'm trying to tell this version and of course people are like somebody lying <laughs> and the most unstable seeming person is usually being the liar so really in the nicest way i learned to say man them folks yeah stop worrying about what people say about you stop worrying about what worry about them clicks you, you, you gotta know, do what you, you, you still want to be set right? apart. And I tell people, I don't have to be a part of no clique because I'm a king's kid. I'd rather be a royalty kid than be a part of a clique, baby, any day. Um, so don't worry about what people say. You don't have to fight yourself. You know, fight your battle. for how to do it for you. I had to learn that too because like I said, I had that mouthpiece and be ready to fight. <laughs> 
But now, I, like I said, I put myself in a in situations where I don't have to go through this. I'm at peace. Um, peace should we all should want peace right now? Cause how the how this world going? I think we all should want some peace. Um, but before we close, what advice would you give an individual who just can't let um uh, a person go or a certain thing that just keeping them bound? What advice would you give them to so they can move forward before we I'm close? Sure. I'm gonna show y'all something. This book was gifted to me when I was at my lowest. It's just like a little journal. You write your thoughts down. I use this journal as what people would do as like a man, like manifesting something or a prayer book or whatever you want to call it. I wrote my prayers and what I wanted to be, the woman I wanted to be in this book and thank you shout out to rain if you're watching if you're not watching i love you girl she gifted this book to me when i was at my lowest and none of that stuff came true when i wrote it <laughs> and what i got from that was i wasn't ready for that stuff to manifest i had to do i had so much work to do from the time i wrote that i probably wrote something 2019 2020 and it's just not happening now because I'm in a space. I created a space of healing and self-love for me to mm-hmm. receive it. You block your blessings. You block whatever you praying for by staying in that space, being comfortable, not moving your feet, not letting go. Like, I feel like letting not letting go held me from the life I wanted to live for years. I wanted to hold on to what made me feel good, made my flesh feel good, yeah. made my, it's what I thought my heart feel good. But the whole time I was miserable. Mm-hmm. So once I let it go, like I really let it go, not like, let me just check on this. No. Time, see what they doing, let it go. Turn it over to God, you got let this. Let it go, like, <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm, there's no more, there's no more. I, can, I can't go down that road no more. And to piggyback off you, like I tell people, I mean, like it was told to me a long time ago, um, let it go so you can grow. Yeah. As soon as I let it go, it was like trickle, trickle blessings. Like, what is on melodies from heaven? Heaven? Like, yeah. rain down. Let it rain. Clear it out. All so that What we saying is, let it go, you guys, so you can grow. <laughs> Turn it over to God and let Look, it end you have to let it go. Like, to let it go. That's with relationships, friendships. You know what I'm saying? You can love people, but you can love them from a distance. You don't have to fall out with people that you love, but just learn to distance yourself till you have, you are strong enough, you are full enough to operate in a space with them. Like, yep. it's what it is. Sometimes you have to consider yourself first. And that's what I had to start doing. And they go for friends, family. It don't matter who it is. If it's toxic, you it's okay to isolate yourself. And yeah. it's okay. You can forgive them, deal with them from distance. Y'all quit telling me, quit telling folks, you know, it's not wrong. If it's toxic, you get up out of that. No matter what it is. But most definitely forgive. Like, and it ain't even yeah. for them. It's for yourself. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> let me tell you something. I had I had so much anger in me when my father passed from yeah. different situations that led up to that. And behind the scenes, I was enraged. Like, mm-hmm. let me tell you, if you cross my path, baby, yeah. with that, with that, who wrong? 
you finna get it because I don't have I didn't have nothing to stop me from letting that out on you because mm-hmm. that was just everything needed to come out so you know I had to forgive even in that situation I mm-hmm. really had to forgive there was no way that I would be getting the blessings that I'm getting right now if I didn't forgive and I told one of my friend girls a couple months ago I was like God never gave us instructions on how to forgive. He just said forgive because forgiveness is for you, not them. So if you have to write a letter, if you don't even want to tell them verbally, if you have to write a letter, if you have to text, it doesn't matter long as you forgive. That's all that matters. Oh, I'll write a, re- a letter real quick. I'll write yeah, a poem. I don't need it. <laughs> it good shipping that thing off. And I was like, Lord, I got a couple songs about my ex that's going to blow, baby. <laughs> But we're coming to a close. Can you want to let the new people know how they can access you and et cetera? Okay. Well, you can find me on Facebook, Deandra Ash. You can find me on Instagram at Dash Love Goddess, at Girls That Cry in the Car podcast on IG as well. Um, also, Dashing Home Wellness. I make wellness products. It's all about the love, everything, any product that I put out has love incorporated as the center, the core of it. So um, that's Dashing Home on IG, Girls That Cry in the Car podcast on IG, Dash Love Goddess on IG. Um, I'm on TikTok, but I'm like a little old school, so (laughs) it moves a little too fast for me. And I, you know, people be sending me videos and I, I be trying to get to it. I be trying to learn how to do little transitions. Yeah, so when I figure it out, uh, catch me on TikTok as well. Girls are crying the car. <laughs> podcast. Uh, I want. She got the foot screw. Yeah, Tasha, she got the foot screw. So she got. She got a right here. Tasha, okay. So go check. Go check us out. Ty, she she listen. I want to thank everyone who tuned in to Hoops and Hurdles tonight. Um, thank you all for your comments. Like I said, me and D, we had like a whole script, but you know, the Lord kind of shifted that thing. So we freestyled tonight. And if you want to watch Hoops and Hurdles again, Hoops and Hurdles is on Facebook. But I have the link down there strolling for Leak Tree. Go ahead and just put Link Tree in and you go to all the platforms. I want to thank everybody again for coming tonight on Hoops and Hurdles. D. Ash, thank you for being my special guest. Thank you for being open and free. I love you. Um, and you have a podcast, I'm I'm glad to be a guest on it. <laughs> come on, come on over. Yes, ma'am. We'll keep it rolling. But everybody, you have a great night and this is your girl, Teresa, special guest, D. Ashley. Don't forget to go check her out and y'all have a blessed night. Love y'all. Bye.